Bhagavad Gita chapter 5 text 19 I think that thing has to be turned off it's hitting my eyes Ihaivatairjitah sargo Yesham samye sthitam manah Nirdosham hisamam brahma Tasmad Brahmanite Sthitaham Iha In this life Eva Certainly Taihim By them Jitaha Conquered Sargaha Birth and death Yesham Whose Samye <coughs> in equanimity, sthitam situated, manaha mind, nirdosham flawless, he certainly, samam in equanimity, brahma like the supreme, tasmat therefore. Brahmani in the Supreme Te De Sthitaha are situated. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Kijai. Translation Those whose minds are established in sameness and equanimity have already conquered the conditions of birth and death. They are flawless like Brahman and, they, and thus they are situate, already situated in Brahman. Please repeat, those whose minds are established in sameness and equanimity have already conquered the conditions of birth and death. They are flawless like Brahman and thus they are already situated in Brahman. Purport, equanimity of mind as mentioned above is the sign of self-realization. Those who have actually attained to such a stage should be considered to have conquered material conditions, specifically birth and death. As long as one identifies with this body, he is considered a conditioned soul. But as soon as he is elevated to the stage of equanimity through, through realization of self, he is liberated from conditional life. In other words, he is no longer subject to take birth in the material world but can enter into the spiritual sky after his death. The Lord is flawless because He is without attraction or hatred. Similarly, when a living entity is without attraction or hatred, He also becomes flawless and eligible to enter into the spiritual sky. Such persons are to be considered already liberated and their symptoms are described below. <coughs> so in the following verses, the symptoms of self-realized persons are mentioned. Now, <clears throat> those are the future verses that we will be discussing. But today's verse, Ihaivatayas Jitah Sargo. Now, Jitah Sargo, this is the aim of life to conquer the birth and death. Sarga means creation, and actually, when you say creation, creation there is already destruction that comes with it. Anything that has a created date has an expiry date. 
whether it be within a few moments or whether it can whether it be a million years or a trillion years there has to be an expiry date of everything that is created <clears throat> so when we say sarga sarga means actually creation in the 10 subjects that are discussed in the shrimad bhagavatam sarga is the first one atha sargo visargascha i think that verse is there in shridhar swami's commentary second yeah this is actually the, sorry not shridhar swami's commentary the kanda 2 chapter 10 text 1 of shrimad bhagavatam so bhagavad gita has five subject matters that it discusses and bhagavatam discusses 10 subject matters so the five subject matters of bhagavad gita are um first of all supreme lord then the living entity which we are then there is the material nature there is the time factor and then there is karma these five subject matters are discussed in bhagavad gita and bhagavatam discusses 10 what are they here अत्र सर्गो विसर्गस्थानम पोषणमूतय मन्मतरेशानुकथा निरोधो मुक्तिराश्रय ऑल टेन आर मेन्शन हियर श्री सुखदेव गोस्वामी सैर इन द श्रीमद्भागवतम देर आर टेन डिविजन ऑफ स्टेटमेंट्स रिगार्डिंग द फॉलोइंग द क्रिएशन ऑफ द यूनिवर्स सर्ग एंड विसर्ग मीन सब क्रिएशन देन स्थानम प्लानेटरी सिस्टम्स प्रोटेक्शन बाय द लॉर्ड द क्रिएटिव इंपेटस the change of manus the signs of god returning home back to godhead liberation and the samam bonam which is the supreme personality of godhead <coughs> in his uh, full glory all his pastimes and everything so these are the subject matters of shrimad bhagavatam so it's very very scientific in fact um making no uh, assumptions about anything but just taking knowledge from the supreme personality of godhead so it's not like the big bang theory that you will find with the scientists it's full of speculations so atra sargo visargascha so sarga means creation and when there is as we said when there is creation there is also destruction so that's why the sarga is here mentioned as birth and death now it is important to note here that birth and death are creation and destruction it's not of the soul the soul does not take birth the soul does not die so it is of the body the soul is eternal and when we say eternal there was never a time when it came into existence and therefore it does not expire as well anything that has a beginning has an end but that which does not have a beginning does not have an end that's the definition of eternity eternity means not just in the future or oh, it will never cease to exist but also it has never come into being in the first place So this is very hard to imagine how can something exist without being coming into existence because we are so much um, accustomed or acclimatized to this false conception of birth and death because we've taken birth trillions and trillions of times in this world 
that we are so used to this idea of creation and destruction. That's why we can't even imagine how can something exist without having a starting point. But actually that is the case with the Lord and with ourselves as well. We are as eternal as the Lord. So Sarga and Visarga, sorry, Visarga, Visarga is sub-creation. Actually that is also there. When there is Sarga, there is sub-creation also. Like when we have taken birth, then eventually there will be children. So there is sub-creation. So it goes on. So like that, this birth and death. There are six transformations that every everything that is created undergoes. What are they? First, there is the creation or the coming into being or birth as we say. Then there is growing. Then it is maintained for some time. It produces byproducts. It dwindles and finally it vanishes. So these are the six transformations which occur for everything that exists. And that which does not exist or sorry, that which does not um, is not created ha- does not undergo all these transformations. That's why Krishna gives a hint of this world, of sorry, the other world, where there is no such um, changes. In the 8th chapter, he says, Parastasmatu bhavonyo vyakto vyaktat sanatanaham yahasasarveshu bhuteshu nashyatsuna vinashyati. Yet there is another unmanifest nature which is eternal and is transcendental to this manifested and unmanifested matter. It is supreme and is never annihilated. When all in this world is annihilated, that part remains as it is. See? So now today the scientists, they are making attempts, the medical researchers, they are making attempts to find out ways by which we can live forever, forever. But just by the fact that we have taken birth, we have to die. Anything that has a beginning has to have an end. They will never be successful. But that quest for eternity, why is it even there? Nothing, it's not entirely wrong, that quest for eternity. Because we are eternal. That's why we tend towards immortality. We always, nobody likes to die. Although we say, oh, it is part of life. We just give in to the so-called reality of this material world, but actually our desire is never to die. Even we see everybody dying. None of our ancestors have lived. Our grandfather may have died, our father may have died, for some of us. But we think, we still don't take death seriously. Although we also kind of know we are going to meet death, but who actually takes it seriously? You may say, oh, what is there to take it seriously? That is the thing, we don't understand what is death even. What is life? What is death? So, this is our problem. We don't, uh, we don't uh, question these things. We always think we are immortal. Yudhishthira Maharaj said that. Ahani ahani bhutani gachanti hayamalayam seshas thavaramichanti kimascharyam atahparam. He said, daily millions of souls are going into Yamalok. That means they are dying. But, those who stay in this world, they think they will never die. We go to a funeral and say, oh, we'll send our condolences, we'll send some flowers. We don't know, we are in the same line, we are in the same queue. We are also going to meet the same fate. We, we feel pity for someone else. But our, our condition is the same, we are going to be the same thing. So, the reason why we, we think we are eternal is actually because we are eternal. 
but we are the problem is we are seeking that eternity with this temporary body with a misidentification uh, we want to be eternal in this body that is what is impossible the body will not stay and the soul will stay so first of all you have to understand that why there is an anomaly that on one side we don't want to die and on the other side nobody escapes death we may plan for many things which may or may not happen we plan for a big house or a big car or you know whatever business or success in so many fields now we attempt now it may or may not come true but something which is definitely going to come true death we don't make any attempts of what to do about it this is our foolishness hmm it is definitely going to happen and we have to understand first of all what is the dif- why there is a paradox on one side our desire is one thing and reality is another the the fact is that in the second chapter it is explained there is there are two things which we are amalgamating into one with our in our misconception we are treating two things as if it's one thing नासतो विद्यते भावो नाभावो विद्यते सतः उभयोरपि दृष्टोंतस्त्वनयोस्तत्वदर्शिभिः दोस हु आर सीयर्स ऑफ द ट्रुथ हैव कंक्लूडेड दैट ऑफ द नॉन एक्जिस्टेंट द मटेरियल बॉडी देयर इज नो एंड्यूरेंस एंड ऑफ द इटर्नल द सोल देयर इज नो चेंज दिस दे हैव कंक्लूडेड बाय स्टडीइंग द नेचर ऑफ बोथ नाउ देयर आर टू थिंग्स वी थिंक वी आर द बॉडी दैट इज वी आर एक्चुअली मिक्सिंग अप टू थिंग्स Um, we are the soul and the body is separate from us when we understand these two separate things then we can understand what is birth and death and why we are bewildered about birth and death why we don't understand what is happening so that to understand knowledge of both material and spiritual we have to take it from the source of both not from the material point of view we are trying to understand what is material what is spiritual like the scientists they try to understand this world and life and everything with their own strengths what is own strength means their own brain power their own um, uh, sensory power or with instruments extended senses they try to figure out this world but that's not the proper way to understand if i have to understand about some machine i have to understand from the engineer of that machine if i have to learn for example about the theory of relativity i have to go to Albert Einstein I understand from him like he postulated that theory and if i want to understand quantum physics i have to understand from max planck for example who is the originator of that theory <coughs> now similarly if we want to understand both about the spiritual and material natures we have to understand from the source of both which is the supreme lord who engineered both of them so um, from krishna we get the perfect answer that's why we have to listen to god that's why it matters that we listen to god not that we make our own postulations <clears throat> now so there are two things so there is sarga jita sarga today's verse the, the matter here is jita sarga this is another important thing now we have understood that we are eternal and the body is temporary now the next question is then if i am eternal why do i have to go through this temporary situations one after another one after another endlessly why that is intelligence human intelligence real human intelligence those who are not questioning about these things then 
according to shastra they are considered dvipada pashu two legged animals animals usually have four legs six legs eight legs but if we if we don't question these things then we are just two legged animals animals can't question but we can but if we don't then we are same as animals so the next question is athato brahma jignasa as vedanta sutra says we have to inquire about our spiritual nature why why am i if i am eternal why i have to go through this temporary birth and death and how to actually come out of this and is there a way even to come out of this so these are the questions of a human being beginning of human life it's not even the oh this is somewhere deep no it's not deep it's a beginning when you you know like trying to what is that <clears throat> test the waters that that is the step you were not going into deep yet <laughs> but nowadays people when we talk about this thing oh we conquer birth and oh that's deep it's not deep shallow waters just starting so <clears throat> the aim of human life is this to conquer there is a way first of all the way is that we have to return to our eternal nature where we actually belong we belong to the spiritual world to the transcendental world and in association with god we are supposed to enjoy but we have come into this world neglecting krishna and now we are suffering in this world that is krishna says in bhagavad gita 15th chapter ममेवांशो जीवलोके जीवभूत सनातन मनषष्ठानींद्रिया प्रकृतिस्था कर्षति द लिविंग एंटिटीज इन दिस कंडीशन वर्ल्ड आर मई इटर्नल फ्रैगमेंटल पार्ट्स ड्यू टू कंडीशन लाइफ दे आर स्ट्रगलिंग वेरी हार्ड विथ सिक्स सेंसेस विच इंक्लूड द माइंड वी आर स्ट्रगलिंग हियर बिकॉज वी हैव कम फार वी आर हीज इटर्नल पार्ट्स एंड दैट्स वाई इन द प्रीवियस वर्स इट इज सैड आवर रियल होम हाउ इट a slight hint about how our real home looks like <coughs> it's quite distinct from this world natad bhasayate suryo na shashanko na pavakah yad gatvana nivartante tad dhama paramam mama so that supreme abode of mine is not illumined by the sun or moon nor by fire or electricity those who reach it never return to this material world the greatest craze that is going on in the scientific world is that elon musk is preparing some spacecraft to go to mars and you know and i think some interplanetary travels are being explored tried but here is interplanetary travel interuniversal travel in fact crossing all the universes and going into the spiritual world we are actually on the path of going to all this ultimate travel <coughs> we may think oh no come on you are sitting in one room and he is building spacecrafts and actually he is launching and going somewhere where are you going you are sitting here <laughs> what kind of travel you are making huh? the thing is the travel does not happen the way the scientists think it does the problem urdham gachanti satvastha madhye tishthanti rajasa jaganya gunavrittistha adhogachanti tamasa there are millions of planets in this material world some are higher some are intermediary some are lower and the way to travel to these planets is not by spacecraft by our actions and first of all the, the problem with this spacecraft idea is that because they think everything is within their control or rather the entire travel happens by their arrangement 
but actually it doesn't happen that way it doesn't um, just like if I want to go to another country I need a visa it, it, it's not just I can buy a ticket and then I go there or I build a plane and then I land in the other I, it can't happen like that that is even within this planet what to speak of other planets you don't require any visa what nonsense is this simply whatever we can do we can just you know uh, trespass anything no we can't even you trespass some government authority here I mean government uh, land you will be they say trespasses will be prosecuted you think we can trespass anything and everything and go wherever we want it's not possible we'll be shot dead um, so <clears throat> this is wrong idea so our thing is that first of all Bhagavad Gita not only answers about this travel but also tells more now the scientists are only exp- exploring uh, how to go to this planet how to go to that planet maybe there is life here maybe there is life there Bhagavad Gita already answers Nitya Sarvagata Sthanur everywhere there is life as congested as on this planet every single planet is full of life no, no engineer is stupid enough to build a huge estate and then only expecting one house to be filled up and all the rest of the buildings are completely empty no everything will be filled up Similarly, the Lord engineered the whole planets. They are all like different apartments, different houses to house different living entities. And every single planet is congested with life. We may or may not be able to see, perceive with our defective vision. That is another thing. Because I cannot see there is no life there. What you can see? You cannot see anything. Blind fellow, you can, blind, if a blind fellow says, oh, I can't see anything, so there is nothing. He may, he may be happy with that conclusion, but that is not the truth. We are blind. We should not be so proud of our eyes or our senses, which are so defective. When the light is switched off, nobody can see anything. Yeah? Uh, when, the, when the light is there, we can see something. Like we can't see, apart from few people here, there are so many millions of living entities in this room. We can't see. The world is fighting some pandemic. They are fighting an invisible enemy. They can't see it. And too big, if it is too big, we can't see. Even if we see, we see defect. Like sun is so big, but we see the small spot in the sky. It's our defect. And if there is ultraviolet, anything ultraviolet range, we can't see. Infrared, we can't see. We can see in a certain, so much, and that too we need spectacles to see sometimes. Or contact lenses. Otherwise, we can't see even <laughs> what is right in front of our eyes. We see blurred. So, if with all these defects, you want to see everything, you want to see the whole planets and all the, how is it possible? Not possible. So that's not the way to go. The way is described in the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> now, there is full of life. Another information is also given. So that is second chapter where every planet is full of life. That is mentioned. But also, what kind of life is also kind of mention in the 8th chapter and these are just mm, hints much more detail is there in the Srimad Bhagavatam Abhramma Bhuvana Loka Punaravartin Orjuna Mamupetyatu Kaunteya Punarjanma Navidyate from the highest planet in the material world down to the lowest all are places of misery wherein repeated birth and death take place but one who attains to my abode, O son of Kunti, never takes birth again. Now, there are millions of planets, 
with full life everywhere, then you, wow, this is too exciting. Let's, let's go and meet some aliens. So, Bhagavad Gita already tells us, no, 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 nothing is new. In all those planets, from the topmost down to the lowest, are places of misery. Same thing. Birth, death, old age and disease happen everywhere. Don't be too excited. There is another world. The other world is Parastasmatu Bhavonyo Vyakto Vyaktatsana, the eternal world, the kingdom of God, where is, which is our real home, where there is no sun, moon, fire or electricity, which is my abode. Krishna says, that is where we have to go. Endeavor to go to that planet. So this is, see everything is there. Now, compare, to that, compare that to the excitement of the scientists. Hey, we, are, we are going to uh, some, some Mars, some moon. I think he, uh, he came up with some other project, Elon Musk. I think it's sending everybody to moon or something. I don't know, something. I did not read it properly. But anyway, they want to democratize travel, interplanetary travel. It's not going to happen anyway. But <clears throat> this is the way how to go about it. Now, we shouldn't even waste time going in those, to those planets because you see, whole life will be wasted. They, recently, that um, there was this um, scientist, what the scientist says is that there is a similar solar system there, like ours and then it's like 4.2 light years away. 4.2 light years means light travels at the speed of like how many? 300 million? 3.6 3 lakhs kilometers, 3 lakhs Indian system, okay, 300,000 kilometers per second, okay. That is the speed of light and if you, if that light travels for, at that speed for 4.2 years, that is the distance, that next solar system which is seemingly same as this one, according to their uh, claims. Now, they are trying to get some information from the solar system, how? They want to send something, uh, some nano probes light sails. I, I mean, anyway, it's not necessary to know because it's stupid actually, this is completely stupid. And they will go there and come back it seems. So, they will definitely go at the speed less than light, about one-fifth the speed of light they say. So, it will take 20 years to go, 21 years to be precise and then 21 years to come back. 42 years later, you will have some information about what happened. <laughs> come on, <laughs> have some and then anyway, you cannot go there with, at the speed of light. So, these are all very uh, childish attempts. The scientists, what they are doing with the, all the oh, jumping, you know, like a monkey is jumping, you know, children jumping, you know, there is no meaning to that. Like this, they are trying to jump, this planet, that planet. This is just childish, very, very childish, not even mature. Mature means Jita Sarga. Today's verse is Jita Sarga. Try to conquer, go to that place where there is no birth and death. Why travel to another place where there are same conditions? In a different packaging, that's all. Now, India and Singapore, there is difference of the standard of living, this and that. But the same birth, death, old age and disease, you can't escape, right? <laughs> so, that exists everywhere. Whether the standard of living is low or high or whatever, these things you can't escape in this material world. That is intelligence. That's why Bhagavatam says, Tasyaivahetoprayatetakovido Nalabhyate Yadbrahmatamu Paryadha 
तल्लभ्यते दुख वदन्यत सुखम कालेन सर्वत्र ஆக்சுவலிசோபிகலிங்ஸ்ட் Similarly, you know, whatever happiness we are destined to get, we will get without any endeavor, without any prayers. So our prayers should not be for giving me this, giving me that, giving me this happiness. It will come without even praying. That's why people become atheists. I am happy without praying, you are praying and still in so much suffering. Why, why to pray to God? Get lost. So they become atheists. They don't understand why to go to God. We, go to, we should go to Krishna not to you know, take service from God. Oh, give me this, give me that. Krishna has already made a full arrangement for that. Whatever we deserve, according to what our desire is and according to what, our, what we deserve. <coughs> Depending on our previous karma, he has already arranged. We don't need to ask him. The animals are not asking him for, please give us our daily bread. No, they are getting their daily bread. They are hunting or they are eating grass or whatever, they are getting it. You don't have to ask God for this. He has made full arrangement. Our request to God is, kindly engage me in your service. Please make me your servant. enough of taking service from you i want to become your servant now please take my service that is the prayer we should become servants we should carry out god's order that we are not doing hmm. so tasseva hetu prayate ta kovida kovida means one who is broadly intelligent not narrow mindedness such broadly intelligent persons do not what is that they they endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from all, to all the topmost to bottommost all planets of the universe so what is that end what is that purpose which is not obtainable anywhere in this universe that is our eternal life jita sarga and that is attainable with complete service to god service to krishna back in the our original home vaikuntha where we actually belong So, <clears throat> that's why this word is very important. Jita Sarga. Ihaiva tair jita sargo yesham samye sthitam manaha Mind, mind, manaha means mind. Sthitam means to be situated in samye. Equanimity. And it is actually a symptom equanimity means to be um, same fortitude this is fortitude to be to be in the same set mindset whether it's happiness or distress success or failure or victory or defeat or whatever it is one is not agitated by these situations and that is a symptom it is not something we should try to achieve it is a symptom of a state of mind of a state of existence which will automatically manifest when we are in that state what is that state that is called tasmat brahmanite sthita the brahman platform the spiritual platform now what is the spiritual platform and what is all this what is this samam samye equanimity <coughs> just like um 
if we for example have fever our temperature rises now the rising of temperature is a symptom it is not the problem it is a symptom of the problem the problem is something else if we think the rising of temperature is a problem so immediate uh, logic is that cool down the temperature put ice <laughs> becomes worse <laughs> or oh, take ice take more ice cool drinks <laughs> sit in the air conditioned room turn on the temperature max i mean minimum and then sit down you will cool down it will become even worse the temperature will rise even more <laughs> so that is a nonsense way of solving a problem we should understand actually what the problem is and what is the symptom of the problem that is surfacing and that we we actually see hmm. you know when there is an earthquake a lot of damage happens but then there is a point called epicenter which is at the what is an epicenter it's not the source of earthquake still it is the point that is directly above the actual place where the problem happened which is hypocenter and that's where the actual shaking happened and then that manifested and uh, when it comes to the surface it shook the surface and the point directly above the hypocenter which is on the surface that is the epicenter and then the ripples happen and everywhere it's destroyed so you sh- <coughs> we should know that when we see uh, some effect far away we should know where actually the center is center not only on the surface but deep down <coughs> everything has cause like this sarva karana karanam ishvara parama krishna sachidananda vigraha anadiradir govinda sarva karana karanam so uh, this the cause of this is this the cause of that is this so actually we should find the last link in that chain or rather first link in that chain in diagnostic diagnostics means to reverse engineer what happened that is diagnostics the engineering happens in the other way like the fever started with the virus or something coming in and then um, you know our body start to fight and the, the temperature rises rises and then so the doctor when he sees he sees the temperature first which is actually the last manifestation of the whatever the whole problem of the sequence of events now from that he tries to deduce what happened first so for the diagnosis the the first thing that happened seems to be the last thing in the investigation you see this <coughs> so the first link in the chain of sarva karana karanam the first one who is the source of all the other causes that is krishna and our suffering is because of the our separation from krishna that is the original problem so yesham samye sthitam manaha so this samye sthitam manaha is a symptom of a person who is deep down fully satisfied in the hypocenter not even in the epicenter he is not happy just in the surface level deep this is deep <laughs> so he is actually happy hmm that is explained and that is the reason why he doesn't get too uh, agitated by all these surface level problems surface level um situations same uh, and the fifth canto fifth chapter first verse 
see how many lectures Shri Prabhupada gave. I'm going next, next, next to find the verse, you see. This is such an important verse. Nayam deho deha bhajam nirloke kashtan kama narhate vidbhujam ye tapo divyam putrakayena sattvam shudhyedhyasmad brahma saukhyam tvanantam Lord Rishabhadev told his sons, My dear boys, of all the living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world, one who has been awarded this human form should not work hard day and night simply for sense gratification which is available even for dogs and for hogs that eat stool. One should engage in penance and austerity to attain the divine position of devotional service. By such activity, one's heart is purified and when one attains this position, he attains eternal blissful life which is transcendental to material happiness and which continues forever. This is eternal blissful life and it's ever increasing. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said, Anandam buddhi vardhanam patipadam purnamrita swadhanam. It's a happiness which is just multiplying and multiplying. You know, squared, cubed, four times, five, you know, unlimited number of times. This is spiritual happiness. That's why, um, uh, who is that? Yamunacharya. The Acharya or the Guru of Ramanuja Acharya, he said, Since my mind has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna and I have been enjoying an ever new transcendental humor, Whenever I think of sex life with a woman, my face at once turns from it and I spit at the thought. This Yamanacharya became a great Acharya in the later part of his life. In the first part of his life, he was a king and he was accustomed to royal enjoyments. And that means wine and women also in in profuse quantity. So, when he came into Krishna consciousness and he became a pure devotee, Whenever he, whenever this mind, you know, flashed those uh, previous experiences, he spit at the very thought. Because in, in this material world, sex life is considered adirasa, the highest of enjoyments. In the material world, material enjoyments. So, every other enjoyment fades in comparison. <coughs> So, Yamanacharya is saying that even that so-called highest enjoyment, I spit at the thought. How? You know, just like if it is garbage, I mean, we, we vomit, you know, and you see garbage. But pig is enjoying. Pig, pig is very happy. Like, this is my feast, you know, don't disturb me. <laughs> but we spit at the thought. I mean, we, we even puke. Spit is actually small. So, so a transcendentalist who is actually Krishna conscious, who is actually happy in Krishna consciousness, he pukes at material enjoyment. Hmm. So, this is the ever-increasing eternal happiness. This is Brahman position. This is explained in the Bhagavatam. Equanimity, we, we understand. 
oh we have to be equal in you know this and that but how to attain that position practically so that is that means we have to be situated in a position where this we are not disturbed by this so that is this position navyavadhrida ye yagyo brahmaitad brahmavadibhi namohyanti na shochanti na hrishyanti yatogataha always engaging in the activities of devotional service devotees feel ever increasingly fresh and new in all their activities the all knower the super soul within the heart of the devotee or paramatma makes everything increasingly fresh this is known as the brahman position by the advocates of the absolute truth in such a liberated stage brahma bhuta one is never bewildered nor does one lament or become unnecessarily jubilant this is due to the brahma bhuta situation when he says not become unnecessarily jubilant is not that he is morose and just like a robot without any you know no he is full in fact the example is given in the second chapter very nicely why he doesn't become jubilant um, when there is something so called happy that happens or something that is pleasing this is the not this actually three verses starting with 17 apuryamanam achala pratishtham samudramapa pravishanti yadvat tadvat kamayam pravishanti sarve sashanti mapnoti na kamakami a person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires that enter like rivers into the ocean which is ever being filled but is always still can alone achieve peace and not the man who strives to satisfy such desires now here the example is given in that of the ocean the ocean is so full with water that it does not gets it does not get agitated by thousands of rivers pouring water into it by the tons and millions of tons every second but the ocean for it for those it does not swell oh now I, no the ocean has nothing to gain from the rivers nothing to gain he's not agitated oh his level rises because thousands of rivers are flowing into it no because it's so deep and grave and so much more water in that ocean that this so rivers are like so like tiny droplets it doesn't make any difference you see that so in order not to be agitated by such incessant flow of desires which come like rivers rivers does not stop it just comes on and on and on every second tons of water is being poured and that's how desires come maya offers so many rivers if you are just a small lake will be filled up in one second and then overflowing agitated completely <laughs> so we have to become like the ocean how to become like the ocean krishna consciousness anandi ocean anandi anandambudhi vardhanam ambudhi ambudhi means ocean anandambudhi we should be in the ocean of happiness so we have to be firmly situated in krishna consciousness only then we can not be become completely callous towards all these uh, things that happen see so <coughs> आपूर्यमाणम अचल प्रतिष्ठम अचल मीन्स नॉट चंचल चंचल मीन्स ऑपोजिट टू अचल चंचल मीन्स ऑलवेज फ्लिकरिंग एंड अचल मीन्स फिक्स नेवर मूविंग लाइक द ओशन 
ஆபூரியமானம் அசல பிரதிஷ்டம் சம் வடசர் சமுத்திரமாப பிரவிஷந்தி யத்வத் தத்வத் காமாயம் பிரவிஷந்தி சர்வே சசாந்தி மாப்னோதி ஹீ வில் பி த பீஸ்ஃபுல் பர்சன் நாட் ந காம காமி வந்து காம வந்து டிசையர் மெட்டீரியல் டிசையர் இஸ் த்ரோன் அட் ஆஸ் இஃப் வி சேஸ் ஆஃப்டர் தேட் தட் இஸ் கால்ட் காம காமி த ஒன் ஹூ ரன்ஸ் ஆஃப்டர் த காம ஹூ டிசையர்ஸ் டு கிராட்டிஃபை தட் டிசையர் ஸோ தட் கைண்ட் ஆஃப் பர்சன் cannot actually solve this problem cannot actually fulfill his uh, and come to the platform of happiness he will always be suffering the moment we try to enjoy our suffering starts in this material world prahlad maharaj said that 7742 sukhaya dukha mokshaya sankalpa ih karminah sadapnoti hayadukham manihaya sukhavritah in this material world every materialist desires to achieve happiness and diminishes distress and therefore he acts accordingly actually however one is happy as long as he does not endeavor for happiness as soon as he begins his activities for happiness his conditions of distress begin once he becomes a kamakami then his conditions of distress begin we should not chase after this but we cannot be in a position not to chase after this if we ourselves are not full first if there is a vacuum in us then we will attract how does a vacuum cleaner work why does it suck all the things because there is a vacuum that is created there and therefore it attracts so if there is a vacuum if we are not full ourselves with ha- complete happiness we will automatically take in all the things in this world and try to enjoy this material so we have to be full ourselves then only yes we can we will not be disturbed so it is not a thing that we can without krishna consciousness we can achieve this it will never be possible equanimity is samye or samam cannot be attained at the material platform oh just be content why why should i be content why should i be content with why should i settle for something less we can only be content when we have far more than what is being presented to us just like for a millionaire to bill gates you propose him a business proposal hey you do this for me i'll give you 10 dollars get lost he 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 does not want it because why he has so much of it but you tell some tell the same thing to you know there are so many people you know driving grab drivers every ride gives them 10 dollars or 15 dollars why they're doing it they need it because they don't have it you won't find bill gates driving <laughs> motorcycle grab delivery <laughs> you won't find him you won't find him because he does not need it because he's so full that's when you be, you can be content you can't be content when you don't have it you can't be content our nature is to be all that's why the devotee is um you know a devotee always says i don't want anything i just want to be your servant krishna actually that is the best thing <laughs> that is the highest thing like if i say i don't want anything i just want to be the ceo of apple <laughs> i just don't want anything are there is a, i mean there is one of the top companies in the world i mean <laughs> so when a devotee says i don't want anything i just want to be your krishna's servant life after life there is nothing more than that he is actually asking for the highest thing 
He said, I don't even want liberation. Because even liberation is lower than that. <laughs> not that he doesn't want it. Because he already has. It comes from a platform of so much complete satisfaction that nothing else is attractive anymore. We can only be stay unattracted to anything if we have something far, far more than we can ever get from any of these glaring fireflies. When we have the sun, why do we want uh, assistance of light from the fireflies? We don't need. Nobody needs a torchlight when you have the sun. So like that, when we are with Krishna, Krishna Surya Sama, Maya Andhakar, Jahan Krishna Dahan Nahi Maya Radhikar. So there is a, when there is Krishna, there is nothing, no other source of light needed. When there is Krishna, when there is such happiness, Rama, where we say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. What is Rama means? Reservoir of pleasure. He, the Supreme Lord, is the reservoir of all pleasure. And reservoir means not like, like this Bedok reservoir or the Kranji reservoir. These are limited sources. We are not talking about these reservoirs. Unlimited, unfathomable reservoir of pleasure. Hmm. So, when we, when we connect with Rama, then we also become Atma Rama. We also become self-satisfied because we are with Supreme Lord. And that is the only platform in which we will never strive for something else. You see? So, Brahman, 1854, Krishna explains the Brahman position. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nashochatina Kangshati Samah Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madhbhaktim Labhate Param. See again, Samam, the Samaha, Samye. <coughs> One who is thus transcendentally situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman and becomes fully joyful. He never laments or desires to have anything. He is equally disposed toward every living entity. In that state, he attains pure devotional service unto me. You see? What is this transcendentally situated? What is transcending what? We have to know everything properly. Oh, transcendentally situated. Yes, Prabhu. Transcendental knowledge. Transcendental. What is transcendental? Transcendental to what? Transcending what? The material nature. And what does the material nature means? The three modes of material nature. Nistrai gunyo bhava Arjuna. Krishna says to Arjuna, you transcend these three modes. What, the, what are the three modes now? Next question. Goodness, passion, ignorance. Yeah. What is goodness, passion, ignorance? What are these modes? What are they doing? So, everything has these qualities. You can actually read in the 14th chapter and also in the 17th and 18th chapters. What is like one example? Like food, sattvic food. They say, I want sattvic food, Prabhu. What is the sattvic? The food which is in sattvagun. Hmm. This is one example. Like this, food or um, our worship. Like worship also can be in three modes. Mode of goodness, they worship the devatas. Mode of passion, they worship. Um, ancestors or people in this world like you know there are pe many people have a lot of fan following that is also called worship by the way so when you worship all these things you know this is madhyatishthandirajasam then there is uh, ghost worship tantric black arts 
this is also another kind of that is in the mode of ignorance tamogun tamasik sattvic rajasik tamasik then then there is transcendental to these three modes that is vishnu worship so everything whether it's worship food or the kind of music you listen to that is also in the three modes some people like you know what is it called heavy metal and then <laughs> death metal yeah. more of ignorance and once one nice story is um, you know bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur sent some preaching uh, preachers this is in 1900 early 20th century so he sent some preachers to preach some in burma so in burma that was still part of like india at the time <coughs> so they were cooking devotees were cooking one day okay every day they were cooking and neighbors they used to be those burmese people and the devotees cook with pure ghee you know desi ghee and everything nice ghee and you know, nice smelling things they were offering to krishna the neighbors they couldn't take the smell of ghee see what kind of stinking smell is this? you know what they liked they uh, they had this uh, one pot you know <laughs> anything that dies in the uh, in the house they put there put and then there is a uh, cork and open and then they it'll the slime will come out and that one they put in the cooking and eat horrible smell i mean you can't even imagine i i i smell something some so bad when we were doing that uh, book distribution uh, about few years ago we had this you know bazaar opposite uh, mustafa there is a deepavali bazaar for one month it goes on and we have a stall there and one year there was some uh, thai guy who was having a shop and let me tell you he started cooking the whole the whole 200 stalls were choked with the smell i could not breathe it was so horrible you just puke at this just the smell of it everybody just ran away the stall keepers ever ran away they did not care whether their items were going to be stolen nothing nothing else mattered they wanted to breathe they wanted to breathe because life is more dear than all that money that can they can get you know so bad it was so but he was nice food you know he was enjoying this is mode of this tamasik and those who are in the mode of rajasik or sattvic they cannot they get repulsed of course it's extreme tamasik but this is these are some of the examples so here foods dear to those in the mode of goodness increase the duration of life purify one's existence and give strength health happiness and satisfaction such foods are juicy fatty wholesome and pleasing to the heart now fatty means not all kinds of uh, ghee and like that and that too in moderate quantities also yeah next foods that are too bitter too sour salty hot pungent dry and burning are dear to those in the mode of passion such foods cause distress misery and disease rajasik food and tamasik food food prepared more than 3 hours before being eaten but this doesn't apply to prasadam though once it is offered to krishna is different other food which is prepared 3 hours if you go to restaurant they sometimes recycle few days back and if you go mcdonald all this bread you are getting years later the, the insects won't even touch those bread you know they are cooked like that i don't know what they do but anyway so food prepare more than 3 hours before being eaten food that is tasteless decomposed and putrid and food consisting of remnants and untouchable things remnants means somebody else uchishta somebody else has eaten and then eating from eating that one is but if you do the same thing with the saintly person that is very nice what is that um 
भक्त भक्त पद धूलियार भक्त पद जल भक्त भुक्त अवशेष तीन महाबल थ्री पावरफुल सब्सटेंस इन दिस वर्ल्ड भक्त वट इज भक्त पद धूली डस्ट ऑफ द फीट ऑफ द प्योर डिवोटीज आर भक्त पद जल द वॉटर दैट वॉश इज देर फीट भक्त भुक्त अवशेष उच्चिष्ट ऑफ द डिवोटीज रेमनेंट्स ऑफ द डिवोटीज तीन महाबल is very very greatly powerful hmm. in fact narad muni became a great devotee just by eating the remnants of the great sadhus just once only not even many times once and he became narad muni next life he was a son of a sudrani who did not even know who was the father of the child which one was the father of the, she did not know that kind of position but he became narad muni just next life like that because he ate once only the remnants of the sadhus so that's very powerful but ordinarily this is considered tamasic and untouchable things what are untouchable things all meat and everything is untouchable so anything is untouchable so so there everything in the three modes so krishna is saying to arjuna transcend these three modes nistraigunyo brahma brahmani sthitah in today's verse to be situated in this brahman means brahma bhuta prasannatma he is completely joyful in that prasannatma let's go back to that verse you see this surina you see prasannatma brahma bhuta prasannatma prasanna means happy he is a happy soul and happy soul means he does not want anything as we have discussed already when we are so happy you will not hanker for anything right that's why nashochati na kaankshati because he is brahma bhuta he is transcendental to three modes more than even satvik satvik is also still considered material only but that is a good platform because by there from there you can transcend it is like you know airport airport is part of changi airport is part of singapore if i want to go to say delhi <coughs> i if i am flying from flying from singapore to delhi i have to first go to the airport and from airport only i can go you see so even though we have to go from material world to the spiritual world the runway is the mode of goodness hmm. from there we can take off and go to the transcendental mode which is the uh, case in the spiritual world so if we come even to the satvik mode like many people in india they yes prabhu i also don't eat onion garlic i'm vegetarian and this and that but they don't take up krishna consciousness this is situated in satvik level it is like going to the airport missing the flight even more foolish than the person who did not go to the airport <laughs> the person who is in the rest of the city he did not even plan to go anywhere but here is a person who has come as far as the airport just lazing around there spacing out so this is foolish so therefore just coming to satvik is not enough we have to come to that point and then take off to transcendental brahma bhuta stage is also called vasudeva sthiti or shuddha sattva sattvam sattvam vishuddham vasudeva shabditam lord shiva is saying sattvam vishuddham so that is brahma bhuta and when one has attained that he is prasannatma completely joy suprasidati or samprasidati these words are used in bhagavatam means completely satisfied then 
na shochati such a person does not lament and na kaankshati he does not hanker for anything else yeah in a while just 2 minutes 5 minutes <clears throat> na shochati na kaankshati he does not have anything to lament about he does not hanker for anything because he has nothing to do with anything that comes here comes and goes in this material world samah sarveshu bhuteshu then one can be equal now why we are not equal to everybody sarveshu bhuteshu means equal to everybody why we are not equal to everybody why we consider some people our family very important to us some people they are not so important to us and these are our friends these are our enemies these are neutral parties why why we come to this why we are not equal to everybody because we decide everything on sense gratification this shrimad bhagavatam 11 2348 tam durjayam shatrum asahya vegam aruntudam tanna vijitya kechit kurvantya sadvigraha matra martyair mitrani udasina ripun vimudha failing to conquer this irrepressible enemy the mind whose urges are intolerable and who torments the heart many people are completely bewildered and create useless quarrel with others thus they conclude that other people are either their friends their enemies or parties indifferent to them the problem is we judge everything based on our sense gratification this person can help me in my sense gratification he is my friend this person is opposing my sense gratification he is my enemy this person is not interfering or Uh, disturbing my sense gratification or helping me is a neutral party this is our decisions now this is how we are categorizing people in our life now equal to samas sarveshu bhuteshu samye or samam in this today's verse is only achievable when one does not have that sense gratification at all then yes everybody is same for him and not only that he understands he is not a neutral party such a person is not a neutral party it is not that he does not interfere with anyone no he actually interferes he interferes he said you are suffering take this process you will be helped even the person does not want it he does never asked for it but the devotee will go out and reach out to him even at the risk of being insulted being um you know at the risk of being even abused or killed also jesus christ he was crucified for what preaching the word of god people crucified him for that but still he did not stop he was only praying to the lord please forgive them they do not know what they are doing still he asked them no please lord save me from these rascals no <laughs> what you know what he prayed forgive them they do not know what they are doing this is devotee he this is called equal oh because they are killing me he is now my enemy no still he was merciful titikshava karunika he is tolerant and merciful at the same time what all kinds of things they tolerate equanimity means yeah this is one then i'll show you another one 
तिरस्कृता विप्रलब्धा शप्ता क्षिप्ता हता अपिन्नास तत्प्रतिकुर्वन्ति तद्भक्ता प्रभवोपि ही The devotees of the Lord are so forbearing that even though they are defamed, cheated, cursed, disturbed, neglected or even killed, they are never inclined to avenge themselves. This is equanimity. Now we can just judge ourselves how far or how near we are to this stage. <laughs> defamed, cheated, cursed, disturbed, neglected, even killed. They never avenge themselves. Another uh, example, Rishabdev showed this example. I'll quickly read the translation of this verse. This is actually a prose, in fact. It's not a verse. It's very long. Now, this is what happened. Rishabdev, he instructed his sons. He was a great king. He, in fact, he's avatar of Krishna. And after instructing his sons, his sons took over the government. He became an avadut. He became, you know, um, avadut. Then, he, this is what he did. Rishabdev began to tour through cities, villages, mines, countrysides, valleys, gardens, military camps, cow pens, the homes of cowherd men, transient hotels, hills, forests and hermitages. Wherever he travelled, all bad elements surrounded him, just like flies surround the body of an elephant coming from a forest. He was always being threatened. You see what kind of things he tolerated. He was always being threatened, beaten, urinated upon and spat upon. Sometimes people threw stones, stool and dust at him and sometimes people passed foul air before him. Thus, people called him many bad names and gave him a great deal of trouble, but he did not care about this. For he understood that the body is simply meant for such an end. He was situated on the spiritual platform, Brahma Bhuta stage. This is Brahma Bhuta stage. And being in his spiritual glory, he did not care for all these material insults. In other words, he completely understood that matter and spirit are separate and he had no bodily conception. Thus, without being angry at anyone, he walked through the whole world alone. This kind of extreme humility is only possible when one is so satisfied that he doesn't mind all these things. How much it disturbs our consciousness when we are... I mean, how can you <laughs> imagine going through all these things with a, with a equal, I mean, equa, equanimous mind? I mean, and these things, you see. 11, 22, 15, 9 and 60 also. Even though neglected, insulted, ridiculed or envied by bad men or even though repeatedly agitated by being beaten, tied up or deprived of one's occupation, spat upon or polluted with urine by ignorant people, one who desires the highest goal in life should, in spite of all these difficulties, use his intelligence to keep himself safe on the spiritual platform. On the spiritual, safe on the spiritual, not safe, how to keep oneself safe materially, no, spiritual platform. That means what is a safe, what is safe in the spiritual platform? What is the safety? Humility. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Trinadapi Sunichena. More humbler than the grass. You step on the grass, it will just bow down. And Tarorapi Sahishana, more tolerant than the tree. Even if you cut the tree, tree won't protest. That kind of tolerance. And Amanina Manadena. Amanina means not expecting any honor from others. Not expecting any honor. But Manadena. Always giving honor to the others. Kirtaniya Sadahari. This Kirtaniya Sadahari is the safest platform. Because even one moment lost without remembrance of Krishna is, is the greatest danger. What is that? Sahanistan Mahachidram. Sahanistan Mahachidram. 
विभ्रम यन्मुहूर्त क्षण वापी वासुदेव न चिंतित वन वर्ड ऐम फोगेटिंग टू वर्ड्स इन द सैकंड लाइन सहानिस्तन महच्छिद्रम समोह समोह सच विभ्रम यस वट इज दैट वन मूमेंट लास्ट फ्रॉम द रिमेम्बरेंस ऑफ कृष्णा इज द ग्रेटेस्ट एनॉमली द ग्रेटेस्ट इल्यूजन द ग्रेटेस्ट वट इज दैट बिवेलमेंट सो सेफ ऑन द स्पिरिचुअल प्लेटफॉर्म इज कीर्तनीय सदाहरी एंड टू गेट टू दैट त्रिनादी सुनीचेन इज द की नेक्स्ट वर्स Oh, 61. Sorry. O oh, soul of the universe, the conditioning of one's personality in material life is very strong, and therefore, it is very difficult even for learned men to tolerate the offences committed against them by ignorant people. Even learned men, for them also, it is difficult to tolerate offences committed against them. Only your devotees, who are fixed in your loving service and who have achieved peace by residing at your lotus feet, are able to tolerate such offences. Only devotees can. come to this platform brahma bhuta that does not mean however that when the lord is disrespected or insulted or when a devotee is insulted another devotee not myself <laughs> if i think i am a devotee they will gone finish oh i am devotee i am being insulted i will i'll retaliate that means i am not a devotee if another devotee is insulted or if the lord is insulted one must become very angry and hanuman who is a great sadhu right he showed how to use anger in krishna's service in the lord's service anger there is a place for anger but it is not to be used for retaliating offenses to oneself but retaliating offenses to the lord that one must do just as fiercely as hanuman has done hmm. that is uh, another subject for another day so but this is the stage equanimity all this can be achieved by krishna consciousness and krishna consciousness means to be conscious of krishna it's a simple definition of krishna consciousness to be conscious of krishna all the time and that is best achieved by just chanting hare krishna this mahamantra because aghachit smaranam vishnor bahvaya bahvasa bahvayasena sadhyate oshtha spandana matrena kirtanam tu tatovaram vaishnav chintamani book says that remembrance of krishna is achieved with great difficulty but that same effect is easily achieved by just opening mouth and chanting hare krishna when you chant hare krishna automatically you are remembering krishna uh, instead of trying to remember you know your mind is taking you in different directions just hare krishna that's it when you are hearing the sound and chanting you are already with krishna that's why it's far more powerful than remembering krishna so by this process one can come to the standard of this verse that is being explained here then yes nothing else matters All right I think we'll stop here any questions or comments on this topic There's no questions online Any other questions here If there are not we'll stop here Bhagavad Gita ki jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari bol Hare Krishna